Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, you there. Do you like independent wrestling? Do you want to see some of the best independent wrestling from around the world? Then we're here to help. WrestleTalk are proud to launch our newest show, WrestleTalk Showcase, where we highlight some of the best up-and-coming talent on the planet and shine a light on some promotions that don't get enough exposure. That includes some of the promotions we've already partnered with, like WrestleGate Pro, which held the first ever AEW match between Hangman Page and Pac, and Will Ospreay's new promotion, Frontline. The first episode, which which features WrestleTalk Scholarship winner Callum Newman, as well as highlights of a great match between Osprey and Robbie X, is available now for free on our YouTube channel. We're really proud of the show, and we'd love it if you did too. Support WrestleTalk, support indie wrestling. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. It's Kyle O'Reilly. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff Jarrett. I'm Rocky Asuka Romero. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Lou Gowen. Support Wrestle Talk. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Lou Gowen is, quote the Raven. Nevermore. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it. Bro. But you really should support Wrestle Talk and you should follow them and subscribe right now. Ali told me to say this, so I guess it's okay. Support Ali. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Make sure you watch and listen to Wrestle Talk. Or better yet, take just a moment, stop what you're doing, and bask in their glory. Do us all a favor and subscribe. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support. Thanks. Hello and welcome to a little bit of the lovely. Podcast. Now it is. <laughs> oh, is that a new official I'm name Ollie now? I'm Ollie Davis, and as you probably figured out, I'm joined by Chopper Pequenell. Hello. Chopper of the morning, yeah, afternoon, evening, this. night. How's it going? Come on, that wasn't the one. That wasn't the read, was it? <sighs> Chopper of the morning, slash afternoon, slash evening, slash night. What? what have you Hi. seen the Truman Show? Yes, of course I have, but that's for the outro, Ollie. And if I don't see you? And if I don't okay. see you... That's for later. May, okay, so for now, that's mm. good. That's a good point, actually. I'm yeah. in the wrong here. Yes. I recognize that. Yeah. So you should say chops up. <laughs> <laughs> like, like what's up? <laughs> chops yeah, no, up, man? Yeah, no, I, I, I got that bit. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, hmm, I don't know. I feel like I'm being bullied here. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Rest Ramble podcast. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Chopper Pete. <laughs> chops up, man. Chops up. Chops mm. up indeed. 
I was worried about all of this being misconstrued as bullying. Mm-hmm. So I actually asked you, didn't I? You did, yeah. And and you were like, "No, it's fine." No, it's funny. I, act- I actually love happy birthdays. I didn't. I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. You said, "Are you sure?" And I said, "Yes. This is. It's fine. It's funny." And you said, "Good, because we're going to do it more." <laughs> no, I would have stopped if you did that. There's, maybe we need a safe word <laughs> when it becomes too much for you. Just say, just say what, the word "firefly." What? What? Yeah, "firefly" would work. I was, mm. gonna, but I feel like that might be said too much at the moment. That's what true. Isn't said at the moment. A little, a little bit of the bubbly. bubbly. Yeah, of course. That's never that said. Isn't overdone. No, not that at isn't all. Put eight times in the first. <laughs> Three minutes of Ollie's Thursday news episode. Absolutely insane. People said, well, one comment, which was upvoted a lot, mm. said, you, you, you wrestling YouTubers are ruining stuff. <laughs> I just thought, you, it's, it's more than just me. It felt, <laughs> yeah. it felt quite nice to share the blame. But I yeah. don't know if when they said you wrestling YouTubers, they mean wrestle talk. I assume it was... The whole, the whole, yeah, the whole genre. Because I assume to be hip and trendy, everyone kind of all the wrestling YouTubers out there mm-hmm. kind of hopped on the bandwagon. But I don't know because I don't really watch anything on YouTube anymore. But not wrestling anyway. Well, it's weird, isn't it? When you start working in a in a thing that becomes your job, yeah, you, it ceases to be your hobby. Exactly. Yeah. Used to be a massive fan of uh, Brian Zane, wrestling with regret. But he's, have, he's have, an asshole now. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't seen anything of him in, in ages. I'm kidding about the asshole thing. Yeah, he's no, great. he's fine. He's That's great. great. Um, anywho, I've got an email in Luke's absence that he wanted me to read. Because Luke is in Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Indeed he is. Uh, so I'm here instead. Knee deep in hookers. Yeah, totally. They're called sex workers, Ollie. Sorry, sex people. Uh, uh, now yeah. who's the bigot? Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um... It's from a chap called Handsome, Sexy workers. Ha- Handsome Dave. Handsome Dave. Handsome Dave. And this is about Bake Off. Right. Because, of okay. course, very common theme with you and Luke on the podcast is talking about your American viewership <laughs> of the Great British Bake Off. So because so Luke isn't on this episode, mm. I know he's going to listen to it. Yeah. So this is, this is my way to have conversations with Luke sometimes. Yeah. Through a podcast when we're not in the same room. Mm-hmm. I was taken aback by how much of the podcast was dedicated to, <laughs> to first, The Great British Bake Off. Yes. Which I think has limited appeal mm-hmm. to, to our audience. Yes. And then the British MasterChef yes. talking about Joey Essex. Luke, mm-hmm. you must have ranted about Joey Essex for eight minutes. I will admit, I've been in the same room when you guys record your podcasts almost all the time. That rant about Joey Essex was quite something. Yeah. It was impressive. Well, I, I was, it's like, as he was doing it, I was like, I'm not going to cut him off, even though this probably does not translate at all to an American audience, mm. because he's on a roll. And this is, this is good. Like, this is a good rant. I think, like, when one of us gets a little bit emotional about something like that, or they're riled up, mm-hmm. it's good to just let us off. Let him go, yeah. yeah. I mean... I think it can translate because I'm sure in American pop culture, there's at least one person who's an idiot that is portrayed to be the idiot and they keep him on reality TV or whatever. Uh, But they might not know who Joey Essex is. Anyway, this email from Handsome Dave about the American viewership of the Great British Bake Off, Mm. you uh, decided to give criteria as to who would be called a fan. 
of this show. And I gave very like loose criteria, so it was very easy questions. Mm-hmm. So from Handsome Dave, he says, first of all, to satisfy Ollie's questions, Sue Mel, Mary Berry, and Paul Hollywood are the hosts. Incorrect. Just reading out the email, mate. Yeah. Do, do you watch Great British Bake Off? No. Yeah, okay. So that first off, you're wrong on the very first question. That hasn't been the case for two years now. Just give a sec. Okay. Let, let me get through okay. the email first. Okay. He says, they make baked goods, generally classified as the combination of one or more staple ingredients, flour, eggs, butter, sometimes but not always with a British or European history to it. It airs on the BBC. I know all these answers are two years out of date. <gasps> what a swerve! I just wanted to point out that everything Ollie asked for as proof of being a fan has at least two answers. Okay, currently. Couple fun facts about your bake-off okay, in no, America. I've sorted that out. <laughs> currently. <laughs> Couple fun facts about your bake-off in America, though. This might disprove your okay, theory a little okay. bit. It was a Netflix sensation a few years back and continues to draw for for the streaming service, huh. now being presented week by week on US Netflix. No way. So it's sort of, we get that with a lot of your shows, mm-hmm. American folk, yeah. where you'll get it uh, sort of on network television. And then a couple of days later, we get that episode on on UK Netflix, where mm-hmm. the rights have been negotiated differently. Yeah, exactly. So it's a, a, apparently a big enough deal ah. for that on US Netflix. Said it's titled Great British Baking Show, <laughs> which is just... It's a bit more literal. Yeah, isn't it? very literal. Uh, apparently, my countrymen don't like ending a title in a preposition. Uh, they cut. The, <laughs> they cut the yearbook episodes showing last season's contestants and most of the historical vignettes. Yeah, so that isn't really part of the format anymore. I was yeah, this discussion the other day actually. Where uh, which I, I, I think it was a bit of a, a sloppy magazine style for what this show is. I think the best version of the concept is what's on TV now. Mm-hmm. As interesting as those VTs were, did you just call magazine style sloppy? Because isn't that the entire premise of everything we do on Screen Stalker? Yeah, but that's that's tight, man. <laughs> but like, but that we're a magazine. That's a magazine show. Yeah, this is a baking reality competition show. That's true. And then while it's very interesting to have, here's how this particular bread raises in this country. Mm-hmm. I I would say that's a DVD extra. That's that fair. is that is something you put on the YouTube video, the red button as extra content. Mm, yes. God, we are getting more deep into Bake Off than we were when Luke was here. There's a final sentence from this email, a final couple of sentences, I should say, saying it starts with the series of Bingate listed as season one, making it very difficult to find wiki pages on the season you're watching. Right. So I don't know whether that confuses things with current versus old presenters, mm. things that have happened. I don't know, but it seems that Handsome Dave does, in fact, watch Bake Off in America. So there's another one for the tally, I guess. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. I I haven't heard from people saying I don't watch it. Yeah. So I feel like there's there a, a, a silent of, majority out there somewhere. Yeah. I think there was a couple of Discord messages of people being like, I don't know. I have no idea what that is. Mm. And that's about it. That's all I've heard anyways. But that's vicariously through Luke saying that before. So... <laughs> So what do I know? Well, I think every Wednesday you're going to get some form of Bake Off chat, folks. That's probably what it is. We'll yeah. watch it on Tuesday evening at home. But for now, 
We've got a, a mate. Oh, God, I don't usually do this. No. Can do you, want, you do, do it? you want me to do yeah, it? You do it. Yeah. Oh, I, it's weird. For now, though, let's get into the show where we're talking about the backstage crisis in WWE, particularly on SmackDown. What is going on? Here's the show. In just a few weeks' time, at the start of October, October 4th, the Friday, SmackDown will move to Fox. Shortly before then, NXT is going from one hour to two hours every week on the USA Network, a much more high-profile show. And somewhere in the midst of all that, there's this little thing called AEW that's going to launch as well. And there's going to be more competition. There's also football season, which historically every year means that WWE's ratings are down because everyone goes to watch the football and WWE suffer. And they just like every year they go, well, we're not going to bother for the next four months. We'll, We'll kick back up around Royal Rumble time. And this year they're not going to have to do They're not going to be able to do that because you've got AEW. Oh, and Vince McMahon's launching his own football league. Oh, yeah, that's also a thing that that's happening. So there's probably a lot going on behind the scenes. We always talk about the wrestlers, the storylines, stuff in front of the camera, stuff with the performers behind the camera. But we don't often get to talk about, honestly, what I find one of the most fascinating parts of wrestling. And that is like the backstage office. <laughs> the politics of the water cooler chats. I, I love it. It's because, like, I think everyone... If you like wrestling the way we do, which is where we want to find out every real life detail behind the storyline stuff that's presented to us, you just there's no limit really to how far behind the curtain you can peek. Mm-hmm. And this for me represents okay, I've peeked behind the curtain and I've seen gorilla position. There's Vince, there's Michael P.S. Hayes, mm-hmm. there's a couple of the wrestlers peeked into the locker room. Oh, there's a few bits of tension going on there. They're mostly playing video games these days. <laughs> And then, like, right at the back of the building <laughs> is where the, the 25 writers are locked away and they're probably like, oh, I don't like this person or I'm going to make an allegiance with this person. And that's effectively the story that's come out this week because on Tuesday, after months, really, of reports of Vince McMahon reportedly ripping up the script a few hours before SmackDown goes on air and completely rewriting it, he's finally shaken up the whole, really, WWE creative backstage staff, predominantly SmackDowns. Yeah, I mean, it's it was a series of weeks where I'd be doing the uh, SmackDown news section and it would just be like, getting where so I was like, oh, Vince McMahon's torn up SmackDown. Again, for about the third week in a row. Awesome. That was like a guaranteed story I'd have every week. It's about, well, I'm probably going to have to write about Vince again. Yeah. So now he's actually shaken up because clearly he's not very happy with it. There's only so many... Angry Vince thumbnails. <laughs> that one. I, I mean, like. I, I struggled to find this picture for this one. We, there are no more angry shots of Vince that we haven't used. He just needs to be more angry on camera again. I remember you, because like every every Wednesday, I think it was, when mm-hmm. you were writing your news, I'd see the title of the news and it would be Vince McMahon rips up script. I'm like, oh, that's a sexy title. Yeah. The week after, Vince McMahon last minute changes. Oh, even better. <laughs> but then like by the fourth or fifth week, you're like, I don't think this is a story anymore. Yeah, I, like, I was like, okay, so that one's my first story. Then what's my, my actual big story at this point? Yeah, it was. it's getting, it's got ridiculous, honestly. Yeah. So this isn't obviously something that's just happened this week because Vince is very well known for just waking up one day and deciding, no, nah, no, nah, I'm going to change everything. 
this has actually sort of been in the works since WrestleMania time, or probably even before, because Road Dog. Just, so the, the the backstage structure of SmackDown for the longest time, since the split, really, back in 2016, mm-hmm. has been Ryan Ward, who is credited for NXT's rise, first rise in popularity. So that's sort of 2014, 15, 16 period, where you've got Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, the four horsewomen. Mm-hmm. He's sort of credited for a lot of those ideas. So he's always been someone I personally look at and go, he's a good writer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> of course, he was m- pretty much left to his own devices in NXT during those days. You had uh, Steve Guerrero, I think is how you pronounce his name. I don't know much about him, but he was sort of like a co-lead writer. And then later on, you had Road, the Road Dog, Jesse James, former DX member, sort of be added as a backstage producer and kind of overseer of all of, all of this. Like, it can contribute ideas as well. Mm-hmm. And it was a popular meme that whenever SmackDown did something bad, we'd all blame Road Dog. Mm-hmm. And initially... That maybe it was true because he didn't do any, himself any favors on social media and Not defending at all. his position. But then, like, after a while, you're like, oh, no, we can't just say, when things are good, we can't just say, well, Road Dog wasn't there that week. <laughs> <laughs> he just decided to have a day off and suddenly it was much better. Yeah. yeah. But in, in uh, sort of the recent time, so late 2018 through the start of this year, the, SmackDown was, wasn't was well, it was good, but it like apparently a lot of stuff was being changed backstage again. And this led just after um, when was it? Just after WrestleMania. Let me find the bit here. I missed it. Yeah, so at WrestleMania, Road Dog effectively stepped down from his producer role, and everyone was like, "Huh, that's weird." Like, he was actually seen as quite a a good person in that role by the end. But reportedly, of course, this isn't him coming out and saying it, because he is still with the company. He he stepped down because of immense frustration over Vince literally tearing tearing apart his scripts every week, stuff he's worked on. And then, then Vince McMahon would blame him for continuity issues. (laughs) It's such a Vince thing to do, isn't it? He can never blame it on himself. He's just like, no, this is terrible. Yeah. Why isn't it good? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's got something to come, something to do with the fact you just tore up my script. Yeah. Wh- why? Why is this thing I keep changing every week <laughs> not making sense? <laughs> Make it work, minions. Uh, but yeah. So like now, Road Dog works in NXT, and the city seems to be much happier. He has he has actually said in interviews he's so much happier working down there because he gets to be really hands-on with the with the mm-hmm. talent and you can sort of guide and and contribute ideas and it seems to be a lot more rewarding then uh, a couple of months after that that was april uh, that that was when steve guerrero the other lead writer on smackdown was fired just like let go and then shortly after that that's when Vince McMahon announces on the investors call that he's going to make Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff executive directors of Raw and SmackDown, respectively. Now, we've heard a lot about Heyman uh, since the executive director role has come up, and we've heard that he's been very hands-on and he's been trying to 
get people on his brand and he's very high on certain talents and he's been very hands-on and people have seen him backstage. But we've not really heard anything about Bischoff. There was a lot of stories going around that Bischoff wasn't actually going to be involved in the creative side of it at all and he was just a figurehead that they could use to say, we've got Bischoff now. Um, but now it seems like Bischoff is sort of there but also not. It's very confusing. Yeah, he's he's got a... <coughs> A confusing role to figure out because, like, yeah, the Wrestling Observer said that he's he's only sort of a go-between man between Fox, the new network, because Bischoff's history really is in TV production, not wrestling, and and WWE. But he won't have any influence on the creative process. But that doesn't mean he's not sort of someone... He's not people's boss. Mm. And it seems, according to this new article from The Wrap that came out shortly after the reports of the big backstage shakeup, uh, that he has been responsible for one hire, at least one hire, and that is a writer from Sons of Anarchy. Did you ever watch Sons of Anarchy? No, I didn't. I didn't, but it was a very well-respected, well-received sort of Hells Angels motorbike gang drama. Mm-hmm. And Eric Bischoff famously loves motorbikes. Hogwild, man. Hogwild. What a great show. Aces and eights in TNA, 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 TNT. And yeah, so he's hired this writer called Stevie Long. But on the guy's first day on the job, Michael P.S. Hayes, you know, veteran producer backstage in WWE and agents, found him asleep in the writer's room. On his first day on the road with WWE. So, I mean, that could be... See, I was going to try and make an excuse for him and just be like, you know, I mean, it's so tiring traveling around, doing all this work all the time. But it is his first day, so I don't really know what his excuse is, really. Yeah. Well, you know, even if you put that to one side, he could have just been resting. He thought he had the room to himself. Mm -hmm. Got up super early, maybe, to start yeah. his... New day at WWE. Maybe. I can't wait. I'm so excited. He packed maybe his lunchbox. Maybe a sugar crash. Yeah, maybe just ate too much carbonara. <laughs> Happens to me all the time. But it, it's more that Hayes find Like, him falling asleep isn't really an issue to me. Well, it is, but, like, that's not the story here. Hayes finding him asleep and then people using that as an example to question, because that's the other thing, apparently there's growing questions about Bischoff's leadership mm -hmm. backstage in SmackDown. Yeah. And this is one of those bits of evidence they use to point to for that. Yeah. I mean, it's such a Bischoff thing to just get in the writer from Sons of Anarchy, because it's probably his favorite show in, like, <laughs> ever. So he's like, well, it was really good. So if we get the writer, therefore... WWE is going to be flawless. Mm. It's a great plan. And then he can sit back and do nothing because he's got his writer to get for him and just be like, hey, write my shows for me. It's fine. Yeah. So I think in Bischoff's head, this is a great acquisition. But I think pretty much everyone else is going, mm, maybe not. Yeah, and it's just, yeah, whatever it is, it seems to have jarred with the backstage team. Mm. Because, you know, the, the other thing, the man, the odd man out in all of this, I'll just run through what's happened elsewhere backstage. So Raw under Paul Heyman's executive directorship, is now being written by Jonathan Bakestrom. Mm -hmm. He was the head writer of 205 Live since the beginning. So like okay. November 2016 when it launched. Paul Heyman, uh, Bruce Pritchard has spoken about this a lot, Heyman's tendency to find younger writers and sort of go, yeah, you're mine, yeah. you're mine. And he'll use his incredible cult leader-like 
verbiage yeah. to just convince them. And, you know, when people say I'm a Paul Heyman guy, you're essentially saying I've joined a cult to this insanely <laughs> charismatic Paul Heyman person. Yeah. You know, like, that's what ECW was. Yeah. ECW was this cult led by Paul Heyman. And that's why people would like effectively go out and kill themselves in the ring. They'd work for no money. When paycheck after paycheck after paycheck bounced, they'd be like, but Paul's a good guy. When it's Paul who's signing these checks, he knows yeah. won't clear. When um, Tommy Dreamer, like when Paul Heyman betrayed Tommy Dreamer when Heyman secretly took a job with WWE and Dreamer was doing all he could to keep ECW alive. Yeah. And Heyman's like, yeah, no, it's all cool, man. Like Heyman is Heyman is a creative genius, but you know there's a lot of stories where he screwed a lot of people over and is quite an abhorrent businessman. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's by the bike. He gets these people. Uh, Bakestrom appears to be one of these guys that he's cherry picked because he, when he took over, this is the report. When he took over Raw in June, you know, mm -hmm. when that Braun Strowman Bobby Lashley angle, when it was a real, hey, I'm yeah. riding Raw now, folks. Corey Graves said the S word. Etc. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they, that was when he he started using Bakestrom on Raw. Mm -hmm. And 205 Live has effectively lost Bakestrom, and now they've just made it official. Bakestrom is the, I think I'm pronouncing that right, by the way, is the head, the lead writer on Raw underneath Heyman. Great, great, great British Bakestrom. Sorry. Great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just in my head. And the former head writer of Raw, Ed Kosky, who's been around forever, almost 20 years is now heading up SmackDown under Bischoff. So we've had Road Dog stepping down. Steve Grary was fired. Ryan Ward, who was the last remaining person of that original SmackDown trio, he has taken a leave of personal absence. What's the exact quote, actually? And it doesn't exactly surprise me that he would need to. From, it, from all the reports of all the writers pitching all this stuff for SmackDown week to week... And having Vince McMahon tear up your work repeatedly. That is an awful amount of stress to put on anyone. Mm. And you've heard stories of people like Ed Kosky when Vince or Triple H and Stephanie... I think there was a certain week where no one in a, a position of power was actually at the show. Ed Kosky was the one who had to write the show. So it's like now he's become the big guy on SmackDown, probably possibly been rewarded for his running of the shows. But now Ryan Ward, who's continually had his work torn up, despite it being quite good in, uh, looking at his history, now he's kind of been demoted almost. Mm. He's got other people that's taken his position. So now he's like, well, what, what, else, what else do I do now? Yeah, I think also you can't look... I don't know that this is just me speculating here based on a pattern of behavior and cultural... Like corporate culture that Vince McMahon will run very, very hot on someone. And he'll be like, you're the best. Yes, you're my favorite new toy. And we see it with wrestlers all the time. But it's, I, I, from what I read, it's similar with backstage stuff. And then he'll turn on them. Mm. And it sounds like he turned on the, whatever SmackDown was doing that Ryan Ward was a part of at the start of this year. Yeah. So to, to have Vince McMahon constantly berating you, yeah, I think he's like, for me, I'd be, I wouldn't be shocked if Ryan Ward never comes back mm. to the promotion. Yeah. And he's just like, you know what? I'm done. It's like, screw you guys. There was, a, there was another writer who was let go after WrestleMania mm -hmm. uh, for something. 
as it was like a really small incident, wasn't it? It was uh, him scripting Bret Hart's Hall of Fame speech and including Vince McMahon's name in it, which you would think would be totally normal and something that should actively be encouraged to thank the person that's in charge of the company. But apparently not. No, he was let go for that. And DX made jokes about that. They said Vince McMahon's name over and over again in their Hall of Fame speech. Exactly. But they can get away with it Mm. because they're DX. But yeah, he, he was fired. And that's like how, you know, that, that was a Vince directive because he hates his name being mentioned in Hall of Fame speeches for some reason. It's like there's, I, I get you want to be humble. That's quite admirable, but mm. come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a man lost his job. Like that's a serious thing. Yeah. Um, so the report is Ward will be taking a short term leave of absence. That's from Pro Wrestling Sheet and The Wrap. Mm-hmm. Squared Circle Sirens have added that Ryan Ward actually recently got married. So he could have been angling for time off anyway, and this just could be a honeymoon thing. Mm -hmm. However, the rap then wrote, should he return, which doesn't fill you with confidence, does it? I mean, like, you you read some of these articles and you've got to think, who is your source? Is it Ryan Ward himself? Is what I I question. Uh, The rap says, should he return, he will likely join the home team or the company's non-traveling group of writers. So you've got the the road team, which is sort of like your A team. Mm-hmm. They're there to make the script edits on the day and come up with the, the main direction. And then you've got the home team who don't travel. They're not on the road. And they contribute ideas from afar. Yeah. Uh, that would be considered a major step down for Ward, who reassumed his position as SmackDown head writer earlier this year. Yeah, and that would be a massive shame for someone mm. who has been, you know, accredited, as you said earlier, for one of NXT's most popular periods and the rise of NXT to what it is now. Uh, to have someone like that who has then went on to SmackDown, and SmackDown, since the brand split, was always, like, the better show for a long time. So whether Ward was responsible for that as well, it's another kind of feather in his cap. And for him now to just be like, eh, no, you're not you're not good enough. Back, yeah. to, the, back to the home team you go. That's... Such a shame for him. Yeah, and it's you got to think what that does to a work environment backstage. Like, there's 25 writers apparently in WWE, mm-hmm. and now now going to be more definitively split between the brands. So you've got you've got at least 12 people there who've just seen three people leave in some fashion, or replaced, fired, or stepped down. Yeah, like what does that do? To, that's not a nice environment to work in. I'm all for competitiveness, but like. I don't want people to be like, I'm going to lose my job yeah, on the exactly. edge of their seats. Yeah. Uh, the, the other thing, you know, amidst all of this chaos, the backstage changes, Vince McMahon tearing these scripts up, has been how, what the, the rapper reported, how badly the Roman Reigns mystery attacker storyline has been received backstage. I mean, it's been received poorly. <laughs> front stage yes, as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> from the viewers we all didn't really like it as well so that doesn't surprise me in the slightest yeah because it doesn't make sense no. and that's effectively what the raps report says and they put a lot of that blame on eric bischoff so it is very like confusing what bischoff's actual role is like his maybe he's not in creative but he's ultimately responsible for creative maybe when yeah. but like but then like what's vince doing there every <laughs> week ripping up scripts it's so confusing but i mean if it if bischoff has to sign off the episodes then that nullifies what vince is doing but if bischoff isn't signing off the episodes then that's just vince and bischoff then doesn't have a role so yeah. unless he's just a scapegoat 
because that is very much a Vince thing to do, looking at previous history. Mm. He could just be a guy to blame things on, so Vince doesn't have to blame himself. That's totally possibly, a, yeah. That, that could be definitely true, like a, yeah. a sort of fool guy if the SmackDown first couple of months on Fox doesn't rate that well. Yeah, something for the uh, for like an investor's call. Mm. They'd be like, oh, this uh, ratings have dropped for SmackDown. Like, ah, it's Bish off. You oh, know? we've got rid of him We've now. got rid of him now, so now it'll be on the upturn. It's another layer that he's got, another excuse to give the investors as to why things are failing. Well, it's very exciting times, interesting times. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Well, let's do some Anywho. Patreon shoutouts before let's we get out of here. Thank you. Join him, John Iowa. Woo! Yes. yes. Big bad Blake Lloyd. Oh yeah. Woo! Martin Santoyo talking to me. San Santoyo talking to me. Santoyo talking to me. There we hey. go. Hey. The perfect storm. Noah Trombley. Oh, thank you very much. Coordinator Travis Webb. Woo! Yes. yes. I think he's talking to you, Damian Thompson. I think he's talking to you. The monster among Patreons. Brian Strowman. Woo! Whoa, yes. Ooh, Stream Slayer. That's that my word. word. I know. So handsome, he makes all the boys. Joe Ellis. Hey, it's very good. Sean of the Dead Peril. Whoa, Woo! yes. Now, the problem there was that you said it as if there were more to come. I know. But that's I realize that. Now, usually we would be doing either crap gimmick wrestling submissions or the Patreon mailbag here. Uh, we probably should have also said this at the start of the show. Luke's on holiday. Yeah. Luke's in Amsterdam this weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Amsterdam him. Yeah. God, the I'm on today. form today, yeah. mate. It's great. Uh, so he has, he has all the crap gimmick submissions, and he has the authentication code for Patreon. <laughs> So we can't get into either of those things. That's bad planning on our part. Yeah. 
It's not great. Oh, and, and by the way, everyone who says, oh, like, you're, you're, you're dropping crap gimmicks. Again, it's not, we're not dropping crap gimmicks. We're actually got plans to do big things with crap gimmicks. But it's because people are, uh, the Patreon questions are actually more important mm-hmm. because, you know, they're Patreons. So that's why we're answering those. But we have neither this week. So Pete has arranged. I've arranged something else for you. I went on Twitter, the old Twitter machine earlier, and I said, without Luke here, everything falls apart as usual. So we need your questions. So we've got some questions from Twitter instead. So we've got one from at J there's multiple A's on that. I got that. Who said, uh, what's your opinion on Cody versus Jericho for the title already in AEW? Yeah, so this was announced yesterday, being mm-hmm. Friday. Uh, but ahead of, I think it's a great move to announce that on the day your tickets go on sale. Mm. I'm really interested. So when we're recording this, we don't know how the AEW full gear ticket sales have done on the first day. But, you know, they've sold out in, in record times for every show. And it'd be, this is the first one of the TV era. It feels like the new season of AEW. Second yeah. album's always more difficult. So I'd be very curious to see. So they've, they've, they've front-loaded it with announcements. You're going to get Moxley versus Omega. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Cody versus Jericho for the AEW world title. I think... I think it's a smart move because I think Cody's been built up to be a pretty big deal from the match that he's had. I mean, he's had pretty much match of the night on <laughs> almost all the pay-per-views they've done so far. Yeah. In, especially in some people's views, match of the night on every show that he's had. So I think it makes sense for him to, to go on for the championship. I don't think he's going to win. I think Jericho is going to retain and kind of uh, make the title a bit more prestigious so they don't try and hotshot it in the early days of it. But um, I think... So you're saying champion wrong? El Champion, he's going to retain his championship. A little bit of the bubbly, etc. Um, so yeah, I think it's just going to be a big star for Jericho to beat mm. to make himself look better so that eventually when he does lose it, it's going to elevate someone else. Yeah, you want a heel champion for a while. I, you know, if you ask me immediately after All Out, uh, what do you think of Jericho as champion? I'd be like, oh, I guess he'd have to keep it for a while. You know, have a good run on top, and then Omega beats him eventually. Yep. Have that nice mirror image to the New Japan feud they had. Mm-hmm. But since he lost the belt, since a little bit of a bubble, <laughs> since Champion, I am all in on Chris Jericho's new character. It's pun so intended. Good. It's, it's amazing. so good. And I just, I can't, like, I can't get enough of him right now. So I'm really excited to see. His latest character reinvention. He's so smart at doing this. I know. Uh, I don't know how he does it. Yeah, Every well, time. He's got endless ideas, creativity, and he works freaking hard at it yeah. if you've read his books. So the, yeah, I, who else is going to face Jericho for the first championship match? I can't come up with a better contender than Cody because he has the best win-loss record. Mm-hmm. And that's what Tony Khan is going to base a lot of the booking around. Like, who is performing best from a stats perspective so like it makes total logical sense I, I love it to be honest and Tony Khan followed up the announcement did you see they they didn't tweet it out as a match announcement they gave it to Sports Illustrated yeah Sports Illustrated has learned mm-hmm. Sports Illustrated Justin Barrasso's their wrestling guy is WWE do that all the time with him yeah because then these companies can say Sports Illustrated mm-hmm. broke Yep, which makes it, it gives it a lot more PR 
credibility. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see AEW doing the same tact. Yep. To know so the same people as well. It's so. a very minor dig at WWE. <laughs> uh, but, good though. But yeah, I did, yeah, Khan said that he's the one with the best record. So he's going to face for the title. Makes I sense to me. Perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, that my only concern is when I thought Cody goes for the title, that's when you have MJF turn on him. And Ooh. that's when, that like to stop, that's, that's how you protect him in defeat. Mm-hmm. But I don't want MJF and Cody to break up yet. I want that to be a, a year-long friendship first. Yeah. Uh, but you know, there's other ways to do it, so we'll see. Yeah. <coughs> Uh, the next one comes in from Mayor of Painesville, Dan, uh, who says, Is there any event on October 5th you'd like to recommend to us? Well, first of all, WrestleGate Pro. Yeah. That's that's on in the, in the evening in Nottingham in the UK. The Rushcliffe Arena, I believe. The Rushcliffe Arena. Mm. And it's going to have the final of the Emerald Grand Prix between Rampage and Lucas Steele. A mouth-watering heavyweight clash. That's great. Secondly... I would recommend Frontline, mm. the Will Ospreay founded promotion that has high flying stars such as first ever WrestleTalk scholarship winner Callum Newman and our new favorite wrestler, The Ojmo or Ojim. He's great. But then, like, what I won't recommend is the Wrestle Ramble. No. The live Wrestle Ramble between those two shows with me and Luke. You can go and buy tickets. Uh, the link's in the video description below somewhere. I won't recommend it, but I would very much appreciate it if you come. But also, if you get tickets for WrestleGate and for Frontline, you get to come to the WrestleRama for free. So, you know, there's that. They're trying to give us away. Yeah, exactly. So, thanks for that, Dan. Uh, at Unlawful Exile, who's my IRL friend, says, Which wrestler would you most like and least like to be stuck in a lift with for 10 hours? Most like. Who Mo- would you go most for? Most and least like. Least like Randy Orton. <laughs> okay. A lot of. <laughs> and he's gonna, he's gonna be a dick. A lot. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Mo- uh, um, Xavier Woods because he'll probably have some portable gaming thing on him. That's a great just, shout. Yeah, it's a great shout. He's probably got a switch on him. Um, most like to be in a lift with who has good conversations. I might say least like MJF because I feel like he just antagonized me the whole time. You'll come out feeling so bad about yourself. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it'd be interesting to be stuck in a lift with Vince for uh, 10 hours. Oh, he'd hate And it. just ask him questions. Just sneeze every so often to see how he reacts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about most, but definitely least is MJF. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Adam Thompson 98 says, uh, who do you think the next three AEW world champions will be? That could be a long time in the future. Mm, I think Omega yep. will beat uh, Jericho next. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to say because we don't know where characters are going mm. from here. We don't know who's going to be popular and what tag teams yeah. are going to split up or be formed or whatever. So it's very hard to say. Really arbitrary. Yeah. I'd say Omega. Yep. Wild or Dark Horse pick, rather. Pentagon Jr. Mm, I like it. Because then you can expand into sort of the Mexican market. Yep. Oh, what about you? Can't think of a third. Um, Moxley? Yeah, I, yeah I, I also think Omega first. Oh, Punk. Of course, punk. yeah. Uh, yeah, Omega first. Then I'm going to say Darby Allen. 
What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's not happening. I think he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna elevate himself up between now and whenever that is, Blimey. and he'll be one of the top stars moving forwards. Mm. As my bold prediction. And then after that, I don't know because it's too far in the future. I think it'll be a T. Like they'll they'll introduce a mid card title for yeah for those sorts of guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those guys, you know, push them off. <laughs> The uh, icky, icky ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, Real Black Conrad said, How does Ollie feel about zebra print jackets? What size coat does he wear? Hashtag revenge on cultaholic. Yeah, well, thanks thanks for the sentiment. I feel bad about zebra print jackets because mm. those sorts of lines, you know when you get lines on TV screens mm-hmm. and it, it makes it go... Yeah. Yeah, that... Because I'm on the screen a lot. Yeah. So. Not, not good, unfortunately. Such a shame. Just need to get that leopard print one back somehow. That works perfectly. Mm. Our good friend Adam Pearson uh, says, Has wrestling made your life better? If not for wrestling, how do you oh. think your life would have turned out? Love you guys. Keep on swafting. Well, you know, my my entire job mm-hmm. and company yep. and friends yeah, are all based around wrestling. So yep. th- that that's a big thing for the, Same. the, the better. Yeah. Uh, how it would have turned out without, without wrestling. Without it. I don't know, honestly. I mean, I think my number one obsession would probably just be Pokemon instead then. Mm. I mean, that's about it, really. Yeah, I'd have probably g- gone more into t- the TV backstage production side of things, because yeah. that's where I was before this, and watched and reviewed a lot of movies online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe probably. Had a podcast. Everyone's got a podcast. Everyone's got a podcast. Yeah, I think I might have done other content creation, but around Pokemon instead, mm-hmm. probably. It's about that. Yeah. Um, Cartel Ponder Mike says, uh, "Should Suzuki win the IWGP Championship before retiring, or be the only thing he couldn't put his hands on?" I I would love to see him win the title. Uh, has he genuine? Has he never won it? He's then? never won it. I had I looked it up as well, <sighs> just in case, in case they were mistaken. But he's never won it. Well, then, yeah, without a doubt, like give him. Give, I know New Japan aren't in the spirit of, oh, you're really good, mm-hmm. have a title, yeah, because it's quite tokenism then. But man, if anyone earns like deserves no. one, it's Suzuki. He's been there for so long, like at, at such an excellent level as well. Yeah, and he's still like you know he's he's over 50 but he he does not give off that impression like compare him to undertaker like it's night and day the same age yeah, yeah. night and day between them so yeah I, I think i think he's earned it i know it's hard to say who's earned what in mm. the wrestling industry but i think if anyone has earned an iwgp heavyweight run it's suzuki i'd love to see him have it before he retires for sure uh peter lewins says who do you think will be the next big jump to aew Apart from CM Punk. Apart from CM Punk. I'm going to go... Well, th- th- are we classing Revival as a big jump? That was going to be my answer. I mm. think that, I think I class that as a big jump. I'd say any kind of uh, relatively well-known act in WWE going to AEW would be considered a big jump. It's not like an indie signing. It's someone that we yeah. know from WWE going to AEW. So. Okay, someone in the upper mid-card to main event of Raw, SmackDown, or NXT. Oh. Or New Japan. Not AJ. No. Because he's re-signed. Mm-hmm. Owens is re-signed. Yeah. 
You know what? Back in the day, I would have said Daniel Bryan. Not anymore, though. No. I think he's staying. Sami Zayn? I don't, I don't want him he's to not, leave. He's Kevin. not in the upper mid-card or main event. Yeah, what am I talking point, about? Yeah. Nakamura's comfortable where he is. Yeah. Maybe got to look at the NXT run of guys. Like, but Adam Cole's been treated very well. Well, the thing is, everyone's treated pretty well on NXT. It's when uh, they get up to the main roster where things fall apart. I mean, I would have said Sasha. Yeah. But, Sa- but you know what? I'm going to say Sasha Banks still. You reckon? Yeah, maybe she just came back to sort of ride out her contract Running out dates. of contracts. Yeah, that's not a bad shout. Mm. I can't say. I'm going to... Yeah, I don't know. No, yeah, Sasha Banks, yeah, sure. Uh, Tommy Kid 246 says, uh, who do you think will be the next first-time world champion, preferably in WWE, but worldwide could also be nice? Huh. Yeah. So someone who's never won the title before. Someone who's never won a world title, who will be the next first-time champion? Braun Strowman. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> he'll, That's he'll a really win. boring answer, because I feel like he's, already won, he's yeah. already won it. It does feel like, yeah, like he's at least a three-time champion, yeah. but he's not. Um... I'll say then, to not have a boring answer, aside from Braun Strowman, I will say... Can't say The Fiend, because Bray Wyatt's already won He's it. already won it. Alistair Black. It's a good shout. Mm. That's a much better answer than when you just didn't <laughs> give one earlier. <laughs> well, I couldn't think of one, okay. Uh, Shadman7000 says uh, which wrestler do you think will benefit more from NXT going to USA Network and becoming a two hour show I think it's going to benefit Matt Riddle the most Um, you know I can't really answer this because as is quite famous I only really watch the takeovers and Keith Lee matches. Yeah. So I'm just going to say Keith Lee. Yeah. More Keith Lee. I mean, did you watch the Keith Keith Lee Dijakovic match? Yeah. That Spanish fly. Oh like, jog on Will Ospreay and Robbie Eagles <laughs> with your double Spanish fly. Keith Lee's bigger than you put together. It's great. Oh, um, it's incredible. I think it's going to benefit all the people that we just saw in the NXT breakout tournament, oh. none of whom really got over mm-hmm. that well. Angel Garza did pretty well, but now he's gone to 205 Live, I think. So I think most of the other guys, like Cameron Grimes, uh, formerly Trevor Lee, I think people yeah. like him is going to be really benefit with having more screen time. So, that's my answer. I mean, you brought up 205 Live there. Mm. They just cancelled 205 Live, WWE. Yeah, please. And bring in that roster to NXT. Yeah. And then you can use that TV time to focus on them and probably cut a few people as well. Yeah. And also maybe scrap the Cruiserweight Championship too. You could still have that. Have three titles in NXT? Three it's going to be two hours. Three men's singles titles? It's going to be three hours probably uh, by the time the, the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, at Shroomraver, it's also an IRL friend of mine, mm. says, uh, when the next crop of NXT stars moves up to the roster, who will succeed and who will not, probably due to being poorly booked? Well, uh, the- Io Shirai, they won't be able to book on the main roster That's because they'll point. just be paired with a white, natively English-speaking mm-hmm. champion, yeah. uh, sorry, manager, mm-hmm. uh, who will be booked. I, You know what? I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I think Adam Cole's going to be well booked. Oh, why did I say it? I know. I, it's because we want to believe it. Failure. We but want always, to believe it. Always said the same thing about Champer and Gargano. Yeah. Always said the same thing about Bailey. I said the same thing about Nakamura. Yeah, like, Nakamura. Bobby Roode. When Bobby <laughs> Roode comes up, there's no way they're screwing it up because that entrance music will always be over. They immediately ruined it by turning him face. Immediately ruined it. Straight out the gate. I think 
the person who will not succeed getting called up will be specifically Roderick Strong. Hmm. I think. I think if they call up Undisputed Era as a whole, I think Cole and Fish and O'Reilly could work as like a little unit, but I think they might try and push Strong out. Just got a, 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 a Still hunch. A feeling. a feeling. I think Matt Riddle's going to do well on the main roster. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because he's got bro and it's marketable. So they'll like him. Hey, Bailey headbands were marketable. They were. Look what they did. I know. Uh, Daniel Partridge says, uh, which is your favorite little bit of bubbly <laughs> meme? Uh, Luke played one to me yesterday where it was Homer weighing up dental plan <laughs> and <so> bubbly. <laughs> it's that scene from The Simpsons where he's just go- going back and forth for ages. Dental that plan. A little bit of the bubbly. What about you? Um... I think mine's probably just got to be the Lou Bega Mama number five. That's really it's good. so good, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's probably my favorite still. Uh, Polly Max 7 says, uh, who do you think eventually takes the NXT title off of Adam Cole? What do you think, Ollie, who watches NXT all the time? Keith Lee. <laughs> Can I just say Keith Lee for Keith any Lee NXT question? Um, I think it's going to be Matt Riddle. Yeah, I w- that would have been my my pick. Yeah, from what I know about NXT, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to start watching it. Yeah, oh. no, you're not. You're watching AEW. Yeah, but it's main roster now. It means something. You gotta try and watch an extra two hour show every week. Good luck two with that. Two extra two hour shows yeah. a week with AEW. Good luck with that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, let's have one more. One more. Clark Travon says, uh, "Is Baron his first name or his title?" For example, the Duchess of Cambridge. Oh, I see. Like, his name's just Corbin. Yeah, but he's Baron Corbin. Yeah. Corbin. <laughs> I don't know. I've never really thought about it that way. It's a very strange name when I you think about it. I can't unsee it now. Yeah, I know. Huh. I'm going to say it's his first name. Is Baron a first name? I mean... Is Baron a first name? It could name be in Google? WWE world. Uh, No, it's... it's you know, it's just, a denotion of nobility. It's just... Uh, no, uh, we have got some people got one there. called Baron. It's um, in he- it's a surname in Hebrew. Okay. It means son of strength. Yeah. Baron. Son it's... of strength. Vigor. Mm-hmm. Potency. Mm. Um, I mean... You know what? Most of these... They're all surnames. Are surnames. <gasps> Which they means they're all surnames. Nope, nope. Scroll down more. There you go. There's all your. There's not many though. Barons. So there's no Baron Corbin on that list though. There's a football. There's a Trump. The youngest son of Donald Trump is called Baron. Is that with a double R? With two R's. Well, Weird. the more you know. Hey, you, yes, you, listening, in your car, just before bed, while you're meant to be doing work at your job. WrestleTalk needs you! That's right, we haven't got enough people to do the things we want to do, and we're panicking, because (laughs) Smackdown is moving to Fridays and we've got to come in on Saturdays now. Dear God, help us! So, what we've done is we're on a little recruitment drive. Little. A little recruitment drive. Sure. A big recruitment drive, yeah. maybe. Where we need a rest we need some hosts. So mm-hmm. YouTube 
on-air video hosts. You have to be able to write your own scripts. So 1,000 to 2,000 words daily mm-hmm. that those videos take. Uh, need to have hosting experience. Need to be confident in front of a green screen. Uh, interest in movie and video games is a bonus because we've got Screen Stalker as well. Exactly. Um, and also website writers, always on the lookout for those, particularly ones in the States. Because mm-hmm. all of our website team are, are predominantly English. Almost all of them, yeah. So we just go to bed when yeah. all the stories are breaking. <laughs> Social media managers, we need people to help us grow our Twitter and the Gram mm-hmm. and Tout and Bebo of MySpace. We're really letting ourselves down on MySpace. Yeah, I know. Video editors. Need some of that sweet, sweet video editing. Mm-hmm. And some moderators. Yes. Some YouTube moderators for the comments. Not just for the live streams, but just for like the comments in general on normal videos. Mm-hmm. Because that will just make it a nicer place to chat. Exactly. We have all the details of like what each role, what we're looking for, and how to apply for each one because each one is like you know sending a video of yourself if it's if it's for an on-screen presenter or if it's a writer sending this test article mm-hmm. if you go to wrestle talk's website and just click wrestle talk website and youtube vacancies mm-hmm. it's on the front page at the moment but if you google it it'll come up what an exciting prospect pete that would be awesome that's your journey that was my journey you yeah just, you know, we just did a like, anyone want to write for wrestle talk and mm-hmm. you're like i will i will do that because why not, right? Yeah, that was literally because it was it was a, a side note on one of your news episodes, I believe, when you were like, oh, by the way, we're looking for writers for the website, so if you want to do that, go to this place. And I was like, okay, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll hop on. Why not? I can write things. So, uh, so, yeah, so I sent an email, and they were like, and it was uh, a guy emailed me back saying, yeah, you're right, isn't you? Do you want to write for the website? I was like, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. And And now I'm here. And then you just started turning up at live shows. Yeah. And hanging around us. Yeah. And then when we needed someone extra. Yeah. Yeah. You wormed your way in. I did, yeah. Under a fake-a-door mask. Yeah. I was created, I think, you'll find, by Laurie. That totally happened. Yeah, that's what happened. You didn't have a life before Laurie created you. No, absolutely not. Um, Yeah, no, but seriously, apply for stuff because we do really, really need people. Um, And also, if you are going to apply to be a host and we're going to see you on a daily basis, be nice. That is legitimately one of the biggest criteria because, you know, I think we've all worked in places where there's just dickheads. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we have. We've been very fortunate that everyone we work with in our little team, in our office Mm -hmm. and studio, is lovely. Yeah. We're, We're all nice people. So, yeah, and I think it is, isn't it? It's because we're just quite easy going yeah we'll help out if stuff needs helping mm-hmm. out on all got good work ethics yeah all the content we make i think we have a very good balance between we know when we need to work and we know when we can relax and chat and mm. chill out and have fun and that is exactly what's on my little criteria list mm-hmm. it's not on the public one no of course but not on my private checklist of when yeah. we're going to be meeting people hopefully when they come in for like screen tests mm-hmm. like are you nice? That's what I'm going to be scanning out. I'm going to be looking at you. Are you someone I could go and have a pint with mm-hmm. or watch a movie with? Have a cup of tea with, hey. If you don't drink, yeah, have a cup of tea with. Yeah, anything. A so pint yeah, of water. Please do check out the com website where it's got all the details of how to apply. And yeah, get involved. Mm. This is your chance. Yeah, it'd be great. 
Um, I do have uh, one of the questions that I got from Twitter that I didn't get a chance to read out mm. for the mailbag that I did want to read out. I mentioned to you before we uh, before we uh, start recording. It's from uh, Red Poppy nineteen ninety nine, which kind of links into what we were just talking about. Uh, she said, "Good good day, you lovely people. Was wondering because you guys record so much content." How many hours do you guys work on average? I know it's not wrestling related, but I'm just super curious. Love you guys. Keep up the good work. And like, it varies. <laughs> it varies. I mean, I would say it's mostly a lot, though. Yeah, yeah, mo- yeah, mostly a lot. I would say a normal day. So sorry, like a a, a a relaxing day is like a normal work day for everyone else. Yeah. I'd say so. Uh, there's no real off days, is there? No. It's the nature of the biz. Yeah, unfortunately. There's always something to do. And, and if by chance you have a day where you can just not have to work on a particular video, chances are you're going to be catching up with something else, some sort of admin thing that you've got to do. So, yeah, there's not, there's not really time where we can just not work, which is nice. And also, I think we always start quite early because I think all of us start working at home and then travel into mm. to work, normally working during the commute as well, and then continue working when we're here. So, yes, it's a long day. Yeah, I think the idea is we, we start, because I, I personally start writing the scripts at about 6.30 in the morning mm-hmm. after I've grabbed all the stories, because yeah. like, we need to get those filmed and then sent to the editor, because it takes the editor a while to edit. Yeah. Although he's gone very quick. He's gone insanely quick yeah. lately. Uh, but the, the idea behind that, oh, I'll start early, that means I'll leave a little bit early. Mm-hmm. Never happens. No, never. <laughs> never ever. Always still here till six. Yeah. And especially if you've got to watch Aurora or Smackdown, if you're doing the review of it, yeah. that means getting up extra early to then watch the show, to then write your script for the review of it while also making notes while you're watching it. And it yeah, it's a long day. But it's still fun. Yeah, that's the thing. That's it. That's what I, we love. I don't feel like, oh, God, I have to go to work. It's always nice. So. I'm glad because, you know, You've only been here for a couple of months. Yeah. Be a bit sad if you're like, oh, God, it's a bit of a slog, isn't it? <laughs> Can't stand being here. Yeah. Jesus. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I've got loads of iTunes reviews. You've got iTunes reviews. I wanted to do an iTunes review special because Luke wasn't <laughs> here and Pete talked me down. So I'm just going to do one. Just one. There's no, there's no emojis. Ugh. Mr. Grass Clippings just writes, Ollie, Luke and the boys of Pro Wrestling's number one faction, five stars. Not five and a quarter. Not five and a quarter? The hell? Well, it, it, I think it, it caps off after five, doesn't it? Been following WrestleTalk for quite some time, yet I'm somewhat new to the WrestleTalk podcast. It became the only way I followed Raw and SmackDown. Nowadays, I watch Raw and SmackDown as needed, but WrestleTalk remains an absolute must. On a side note, I would love to see a heel that after a victory demanded that the ref held up their hand only to pull it away from them and say, get your hands off me. That's quite a nice little touch. Well, a lot of I heels like that. do that. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like an old heel tactic. Yeah. They're disrespectful of authority, even in victory. Yeah. What a bad winner they are. I think, I think that the difference with that is requesting the referee to do it and then saying, get your hands off me, in, <laughs> instead of just being that like, good, yeah. yeah, just be like, come on, raise my hand, raise my hand, and then they go to do it, and you're like, get off me. Like, I think that'd be funny. So what are you up to that'd this weekend? Absolutely nothing. Ooh, I'm going to be nice. catching up on sleep is what I'm going to be doing, because uh-huh. I have not slept well this week. So catching up on sleep, uh, yeah, not much else. Wait, I think I planned to play Dungeons & Dragons, but we're not doing that anymore, so I've gotten a, a whole afternoon slash evening free now as well so yeah it's gonna be good and my lady partner's going away so i've got the flat to myself 
Hey, yo. So, get that Pokemon you know, porn up. Oh, hell porn yeah. That's that's all I do with my Gotta free jerk time. It all. <laughs> yeah, I've got absolutely nothing. How about you? It's super effective. If I, it's my <laughs> sister's birthday. Oh. I was so I'm going I'm going out for dinner tonight with a couple of mates. Right. But then at lunchtime I was invited to a cacao ceremony with four ancient Mayans. Yeah. What? And that this sounds like a setup of a joke. But it's um four ancient Mayans walk into a bar. Yeah, but it's not. I'm go- I'm going on the Eventbrite page now. It's okay. in Mayfair tonight. Okay. If anyone well, this podcast comes out tomorrow. Uh, but so let me late. read a little bit. Ex- explore food for the gods. So cacao, mm-hmm. it's like the sort of chocolatey thing. Apparently it's sure. used in ceremonies. Okay. Can open up inner portals to help release the old and bring in the new in this sacred ancient traditional ceremony that has been passed down from teacher to students for thousands of years. <laughs> thousands of years. <laughs> uh, the four elders have come a long way to share their light teachings and wisdom to co-create a space to elevate our frequencies and communication to the universe which is like i feel like that's what i need i feel like my frequencies aren't right do you get that am i giving off bad frequencies <laughs> i would take the dinner with my mates if i, were I want to go to this thing i want to be louis theroux <laughs> No one will ever be Louis Theroux apart no, from right, Louis Theroux. Right. I want to go in with an open mind and then go, ah, that was an experience. That was afterwards. anticlimactic is <laughs> what that one was. I, yeah, I don't think that would be worth your time. No, so we're probably just going to go to Wagamama's. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> just the opposite. That's, it's a perfect substitute, I'd say. I did text my mate. Uh, you know, oh, but I quoted that bit where I was like, oh, but don't you want to elevate your frequencies and communicate with the universe? <laughs> and he says, isn't that what beer does? <laughs> Fair enough. That is so true, yeah. (laughs) And there is one thing I wanted to mention, actually, Mm. which I I mentioned to you before. Uh, Randy Addy Datsum uh, was seemingly creating a (laughs) a WhatsApp group with website editors. Um, And unfortunately, it seems he added my friend instead of one of the website editors uh, who has the same first name as this other other lad. Uh, So... Uh, Randy Andy Datsun, if you're listening, you probably won't be. What are you doing, mate? He's <laughs> cracking on. You, 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 you screwed up, mate. <laughs> My friend just sent me a screenshot of him being in the group, just like, uh, Pete, <laughs> what's this? Unsolicited, unsolicited. Yeah. WhatsApp invitations. I know, yeah. Randy by name. <laughs> but it's a very organ- it's a very dry come on isn't it <laughs> please join my whatsapp group join of, my uh, WhatsApp logistical group. organization of how we're going to organize the rotor this week <laughs> anyway that's all we've got time for today uh me and luke will be back on tuesday with the raw review and then we've got the smackdown review and hey ho it's one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year it's cock that's right <laughs> cock is coming next sunday hell yeah clash of champions God, Steve Austin's back next week. Undertaker's back next week. Oh, God. It's Madison Square Garden time. Oh, God. It might actually be pretty big. You never know. Well, you think it uh, could be a big cock? It could be a huge cock, Wow. (laughs) Maybe they'll even take an in-ring influence from the New Japan NXT UK shows. Mm -hmm. Could be a stiff cock. I reckon a lot of people heard the iTunes review 
I was yeah. like, I'm getting out of here. I'm stopping now, yeah. But we've continued to talk. talk. Yeah. Send it home. Take us home, Pete. Oh, um, well, thanks for thanks for listening to the podcast. As Ollie said, people will be back next week and it's Clash of Champions next week as well. So uh, thanks very much for listening. Uh, ch- uh, chop you later. And if I don't see you, chop afternoon, chop evening, and chop night. Goodbye. So perfect. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.